Yo, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your gracious host. My name is Tariq Nasheed. Glad to have everybody tuning in. Doing the late night broadcast. We ain't up too late, but we're here. And I need y'all to let everybody else know that we're here. Retweet this. Repost this on your Facebook. Let everybody know that Tariq is in town and we're trying to get down. And while everybody's piling on in the room, we're going to take that real quick commercial break. So you don't move a muscle. And we will be right back. Right here on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game. The Art of Mackin. By author Tariq. King Flex Nasheed, available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book. On Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Having computer problems? Is your PC or Mac running slow? Need help building a gaming PC? Having problems with your Apple or Android device? Call or text Fix Too Fast. We can fix common and uncommon computer software issues remotely anywhere nationwide from the comfort of your home or business. Are you having hardware issues with your PC or Mac? Ship it to us and we will ship it back fixed. Call 1-877-412-9890 or text 513-440-1646 to speak to a technician. Please visit our website at www.fix2fast.net. Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave a op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Old goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself if you find that you need a little help. Gotta stay ready, ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogoonjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. A shot to the eye in them pylons you have it. Maximum strip, hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogoon juice and don't forget a shirt, man. You got to stay ready. That evil on lurk. Yeah. You are now tuned into the legendary OG. OG. Tariq Nasheed. I want to up on this to all my friends. On Tariq Radio. 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 Where is Tariq getting all this cash? Oh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is I, Tariq Nasheed. I am here, ladies and gentlemen. I am here. I'm in the building. Thank you so much for tuning in, family. We are here, ready to do our thing. Ready to chop up game as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. Ready to chop up game. How's my audio? Let me just make sure everything is sounding right, ladies and gentlemen. Is my audio good? Hold on. I want to make sure. Because sometimes I be in a vibe. And my audio is janky. So let me make sure that my audio 
is on point, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, how am I sounding? We are here ready to do our... All right, I'm just testing my audio. All right? Man, I hope you guys are having a good week so far. I'm here. You're here. I hope you guys are going to the um, official FBA website to get your FBA flags. Get the FBA mini flags. The audio is good. That's what's up. People are piling on in the room. Again, I need y'all to retweet the broadcast. Let everybody know that we're live. Waiting on people to pile on in the room. I need y'all to come on in the room. If y'all, if once we get to 2,000 followers, then I'll pop on camera. How about that? We got like 1,200 already in the first few minutes. When we get 2,000 followers in the room, when we get 2,000 people watching at least, when we get up to 2,000, then I'm going to hop on camera. I will do that. Everybody, let, let folks know that we're live right now. Send this out and let people know we're live. Now, people are asking, when are we going to do the next event for the Hidden History Museum? We'll probably do something at the end of this month or the beginning of August. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling this month. Um, but we will probably do something at the end of the month. I'm trying to see what we can put together. Should we do another poetry slam? Um, we're definitely going to have our comics up there. That's a staple at the Hidden History Museum. We have some of the best um, up-and-coming comics and established comics up there, too. Um, so we're, we're trying to decide what the next event is going to be at the Hidden History Museum. People are still coming on in the room. Y'all pile on in. Let's get that. Let's hit that 2,000 mark, 2,000 watchers. And by the way, everybody, if you... Um, subscribe to the channel you guys can chop it up with me on a regular regular hold on um, okay i'm just putting another post on the um youtube community line but yeah wait okay oh, we almost got two thousand people in already that was fast okay we're very very close we almost got two thousand in here already that was very fast but yeah, we got to talk about some things as far as the Kiki is the situation going on with Kiki Palmer, actress, singer, very talented young lady. Very talented young I'm looking at some of the comments now. We, we got to get into this. There's a, a debate going on on Twitter right now and social media about Kiki. People are talking about Kiki's actions. Come on, where, where we at? We need to get the... We're almost at 2,000 people. Where are we at? Where are we at? Let me see where we are here. We're almost at 2,000 people here. Like I said, when we get to 2,000, I'm going to hop on camera. But listen, there's a debate going on. Shout out to Denver, Colorado. With Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer just had a baby with the gentleman that she's dating. What's the guy's name? Dar what's, what's her baby daddy's name? What's the baby daddy's name? I hate to refer to the brother as a baby daddy. Darius Dalton. All right. Brother named Darius Dalton. She had a baby by this gentleman. What does Darius do? Anybody know what Darius does? What does he do for a living? What does Darius do? Um, I don't know too, too much about the brother, but what does he do? 
What's up, Trinity B? You say it's your birthday. Shout out to Trinity B and her birthday. What does Darius do? Say, don't know, don't care. <laughs> okay, listen. What we calling him a baby dad? Yeah, well, that's the... You know, he just kind of popped out of nowhere. She popped out of nowhere with this guy like, hey, I'm pregnant with this guy right here. He's a personal trainer. Okay. All right. So he is he a, just a regular guy? He's a personal trainer. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Is he a tether? Is he a, a, a tether model from Panama? Somebody said he's from Panama. I don't know. Uh, somebody said he don't even know. All right. So he's Kiki Palmer's baby daddy. Now let's we're gonna have to dig back into the Mac Lessons archives. I've always said, man, women who are the domineering ones in the relationship where they make the majority of the money, when they date down as far as economics. A lot of them have a subliminal and then overt disrespect for the man, especially if he's a black man. There's a major disrespect that they have. They don't really respect the dude. It's a real weird dynamic that a lot of women have, especially in our community, unfortunately. They feel if, I, if I'm the breadwinner, I can just do little weird shit in the relationship. So Kiki was parading the guy around. You know, she, she got pregnant by this guy, had a baby. So now Kiki, you know, she had a baby and the baby done put a little ass on her. You know, she got a little baby weight. So it then threw the hips out a little bit. It gave her a little, gave her a little snack, you know, nothing crazy, but it gave her a little snack back there, something to jiggle with. So now she's showing out. She's been popping that little ass anytime a camera gets in front of her. She's been popping that little ass. You know, she got a little, she got a little piece of cake there. And she's been trying to show off that little piece of cake. And she went to an Usher concert, all right? And at the Usher concert, she was all up on Usher. Usher walked up to her, and she had on a very revealing outfit showing her postnatal cakes, some postnatal poison. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes when you have them babies, the baby weight... Yeah, a lot, sometimes y'all get that baby weight and don't know how to act. And see, here's the thing. You know, somebody said she was a string bean. See, that's the good thing about when, when a chick is a string bean when she's young. Once that baby weight hit, it starts filling out real nice. It starts, and Kiki, I'll give her that. She looks good. The baby weight, you know, it didn't put some weight on her. She didn't got some curves. Now her body ain't as straight and as flicked as it used to be. So she's, she's getting some, some mommy curves. And, and, it looks good. That's good. You know, she got some postnatal cakes going on. And I know my wife is very sexy. My wife has that, that fine baby weight on her. That's why she keep getting more babies. And my wife snatches back very quickly and then get tapped in again. You know what I mean? 
that baby weight is spreading them hips nice and lovely. All right. We're going to have to put the crib in another room and somebody's going to get hit from the bike. But Kiki goes to this Usher concert. She's feeling herself. She goes out here with um, the little see-through thing on with the cakes jiggling, the pre, the postnatal cakes jiggling. Okay, we got two thousand people in here. Should I got? Like, should I pop on? All right, let's let's do this. Should we pop on? Hold on. Should a player get in here? We got the two thou in here. All right, well here I am. Boom. Here I am. I'm here. Live and in the damn flesh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here. All right, listen. So, Kiki goes to the Usher concert. And I'm looking at this video of her kind of, you know, hugging up on Usher, kind of grinding on Usher. And I'm thinking as I'm watching the video, I'm like, did she break up with her dude? I'm thinking as I'm watching this video of her and Usher, damn, what happened to her and her guy? They must have broken up. That's the first thing that I'm thinking. All right. Let me play the video for you guys. Let me play the video to show you how she was, you know, kind of up on Usher. Usher walked up to it. I know they're in a moment. They're doing their thing, but all right. This woman just had a baby. She still got a man. This is her dude. And uh, this is her at the Usher concert. Hold on. Let me let me expand this so y'all can see what she was doing. Check this out. Hold on. So that that's what it is. So there's a debate on that. All right. Now I'm calling foul. I don't. I don't. I'm, yeah. There's a debate now. Now some people are like, ah. Oh, now look, look. Okay. Now we got some of y'all in here. Now we got a whole bunch of where she ain't married. Hold on. That's what we're talking about today. I've heard a lot of um, hot Cheetos Twitter is running around talking about she ain't married, she didn't do that, she could do what she wanna damn do. All of y'all who ain't got no dude, Nissan Altima Twitter, talking about where she ain't married. Do you have to get married in order to get respect in the relationship? That's the question. 
What kind of bullshit is that? They ain't married. You have to wait till you get married in order to get respect? Somebody said it was nothing. Oh, no. It is something. Hold on. Woman is in a relationship with a dude. She just had a baby. Where's the damn baby? If my lady just had a baby, we'd got a newborn, and I'm at home with the baby at two in the morning with some infamil and watching Coco Melon trying to get this baby to go to sleep, acting a fool. Then I look online and my baby mama, who should be here with the titty in this baby's mouth, is sitting up here rubbing her postnatal cakes on Usher. I'ma feel a certain damn way. Fuck y'all talking about. I'm at home with this baby and you up here grinding on Usher. What kind of shit is that? Y'all bump y'all head out here. Yeah, and the dude felt a certain way. I feel that. Girl, cover your ass up and get home and breastfeed that baby. See, y'all, Kiki, she talks that feminist stuff. A lot of people who got that feminist mindset, there's such a lack of respect for the black male. Yeah? And you get with a dude who has less than you so that you can pull little weird shit like this on them. That was very disrespectful. And it was deliberately disrespectful. You're going out here to show, yeah, I got a man, but I'm running shit. That's a power trip that a lot of women who have that feminist mindset, that's the mindset they have. It's all about a power thing. She was being real extra. Knowing you just had a baby with a dude and your dude is at the crib like, hey, what the hell? That was done to be disrespectful. And she was deliberately being disrespectful. Somebody said he's allowing it. Not really. The dude is kind of spoken out. That's why people are attacking the guy. The guy got on social media. He said, you know, I kind of feel a certain way about this. Let's look at this brother's tweets. Hold on. Because the brother put some tweets. And this is the thing that the... the the white media and some of these other blogs, they're trying to call him out. Look at this. Kiki Palmer's boyfriend shames her for the outfit she wore to the Usher concert. He's like, it's the outfit though, you're a mom. So now they're trying to get mad at this dude for saying, hey, damn, you know, you, you going out here like that and you all up on this dude, that's what it's really about. You got this outfit on and you all up on dude like that. And there are people making this bogus argument. Well, there he was taking pictures of her cakes and some of her revealing outfits. That's, that's different if you're in the room with her. That's different. They're trying to act like there's some kind of hypocrisy there. If you are in the room with your lady taking pictures of her and her revealing outfit, that's fine. That's your lady. You in the room with her. Y'all in the crib. You're in the room with her. If she's out there in a revealing outfit, grinding on Usher, that's something else. That ain't the damn same. Yeah? 
Now, let's look at one of his tweets here because they tried to go in on the brother. I feel his pain. The brother felt disrespected, which he was. He was very much so disrespected. Hold on. This is Darius here. We live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. He gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family, my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. And they're trying to attack this brother. I feel what he's saying. I feel what he's saying. I'm in a relationship with this woman and she's out here being stanky. That's kind of stanky acting. If you got a man, if you're single, that's fine. It's still semi-stanky, but yeah. But if you got a man, it looks, it looks real weird. And uh, look, a lot of the people on Twitter, if you notice the people co-signing Kiki's actions, look at, look at the flags. A lot of them have these intersectional flags. A lot of them come from these societies, cultures, relationships where a lot of degenerate things are normalized. Yeah. A lot of them do. There's a lot of weird flags in some of those comments. But she was doing that to be disrespectful. Now, some people said, well, they ain't married. They ain't married. Let me tell you something. Your relationship is practice for marriage. Because doing that grinding on niggas that doesn't make you marriage material family listen listen ladies in order to get married you don't become wife material after the damn wedding you are wife material before the wedding that's what makes a motherfucker want to marry you you do not become wife material after the damn wedding. It doesn't work like that. You have to act like marriage material before niggas wife you up. What ass backwards single mother raised logic do y'all have going on here? If you're for the streets, be for the streets. The thing is, y'all got this renegade hoe mentality out here. That's why the Sukihanas and the sexy reds and all of that stuff is so popular in the city girls y'all want to have whole values but y'all want niggas to sit up here and act square with you and be okay with it no ma'am that's what the pimping is for and even with some pimping you got to be on some instructions so all the loosey-goosey behavior is a no-no all across the board. Even if you got with some pimping, the pimping is going to have to put some instructions and some order and some discipline in the game and some rules and regulations. You ain't going to be out here being loosey-goosey. Y'all better understand the game out here. The game is trash. White society has helped create a trash, slut, stanky culture that they want people to abide by. And if you talk normal, if you talk about, hey man, let's, how about we don't do all that twerking? India Irie put up a tweet or an Instagram post like, hey, can some of y'all, you know, 
chill out with the twerking, they jumped on her. Hold on, where's that tweet of NDIRE? Where's NDIRE? Right here. The sister put up something about all the damn twerking going on. Hold on, let me let me let me read this thing in the whole context. The issue is what is context? Human humanity does everything, but everything but does everything belong in a stage? No. Is everything for kids? No. Is everything for everybody? No. So when we as a culture make something like this mainstream, it shows lack of discretion and discernment. To those in the comments who laugh at anyone who wants these things out of our out these things for our culture, she misspelled our you certainly have that right. Just as many folks have the right to want mainstream international export our music to show us in a respectful light. I like to go on record saying this won't age well, and that's my issue. I love um, Janelle Monet and Meg Thee Stallion the way I love us, and I don't like this moment. Don't bother debating me. I don't care, and I do this. For 25 years, I've done this. So she was criticizing um, Janelle Monet and uh, Megan the Stallion for doing all that damn twerking and flopping around and all that. So now, if people speak out against the a lot of the the ratchetness, it's just uh, if people speak out against it, you're the bad guy. You, you see, everything is backwards now degeneracy has become normalized and then it's not it's not even fly no more like i said a few weeks ago now a girl who works at home depot just being normal that stands out more now that's why that home depot girl went viral yeah tracy ellis, ellis ross she's out here she was she did a photo where she was topless showing her breasts off so here's the thing right now Here's the thing. Back in the day, there was balance. There's the stanks and the stank behavior was cool when there was a balance to it. There always has to be a balance. Right now, there is no balance. Like, look, in the 90s, we had the stank thing going on. In the 90s, we had Lil' Kim being stanky. We had Foxy Brown being stanky. But to balance that, we had Janet Jackson. We had um, Lauren Hill. We had people who could balance that. At the time, we had Erica Badu. Then Erica started getting naked later on. But we had a balance in the 90s. There was a balance. Now, there is no balance. There is no balance. It's just stank all across the board. And the novelty of it wears off. And then it, it doesn't... It's not even a sexy stank. It's they're being stanked just for the sake of being degenerate, which is seeped in a lot of the feminist ideology. The name of the game is just to be stank in order to be shocking. And a lot of these women doing the stank stuff, they're uh, uh, adhering to this whole feminist ideology. Like I can do what the hell I want and y'all niggas can't tell me what to do. It's that type of thing. So yeah, you're running the yard. Here you go. Nobody's telling you what to do. How's that working out? Yeah? It stank all across the board. There's no balance in it no more. 
Yeah. There's zero balance. So now the novelty of it is whack. So now, women out here now, if you come out acting normal, you're going to stand out more than anything. You're going to stand out. If you act normal, you're going to stand out. But right now, there's such a, there's a city girl, girl culture where you, everybody online, every half the women online got OnlyFans pages. You scroll down Instagram, it's just, you see everything. And here's the problem. See, back in the day, you would have older women who would kind of give the younger ones some game. Back in the day, the 80s, 90s, going into the 80s and 90s, some of the older artists and performers and entertainers, they would kind of give the young ones some game. They had people to kind of aspire to. Like they go through a stank stage, but they say, well, I want to be like Maya Angelou. They go through a stank stage, but eventually they say, I want to be like Cicely Tyson. And y'all remember in that in that Tyler Perry movie, they even had a scene with Cicely Tyson checking the stanks. Remember that scene, that famous scene in, I think, Madea, one of the Madea movies. Cicely Tyson was on the in, in, in front of the little plantation house. Oh, y'all women's is out here shaking and gyrating on this land. Yeah, we don't have a Cicely Tyson no more. You don't have no elder telling people, hey, y'all are being real stanky out here. You don't have the grandmother saying, hey, you're shaking and gyrating on this land. You don't have that no more. Now, grandma is out here shaking and gyrating. All right? Grandma is pussy popping. You dig? Granny is dry. Dude, I've seen grandmothers on Instagram and TikTok popping that ass. Yeah? Yeah, was it, was it Muddy's family reunion? You got 50-something and 60-year-old women making them cheeks clap with a life alert bracelet around their damn ankle. The game is different. The older women are trying to compete with the younger ones. The older ones out here getting BBLs. They're getting a little Botox. They're getting the braids in there with different colors, covering up the gray. They're getting breast lifts. So you got new parts on old bodies. Yeah, that's why and these women be old. Online, there's a lot of these women who are old as hell. They look good online. They get like a breast job, a BBL, a little Botox, and then they put a gang of filters on and put the, the lace front on, and the skin still be smooth. But a lot of these women got miles on them. They got miles on them. That's why a lot of times you don't ever see their feet. They be wearing boots. Because the feet tell the real story. That's one thing you can't really get work done on. You can't really get plastic surgery on your feet. Your feet tell the real story. So a lot of the women, you know, they look like Megan Good up here and they take off their damn shoes and it's damn Danny Glover feet. So the older ones are out here trying to compete with the younger ones now. You go to a club and... 
You got the 25 year olds and the 55 year olds all on the dance floor twerking, trying to catch a ball up. Eh? You got some of the older women out here getting flewed out to Dubai. You supposed to be at home with your grandkids and you in Dubai giving a damn Arab a reach around. And watch, watch some of these occupations these women are saying that they're a part of. Because I've seen this recently. The game has changed. When women would, um, they'll tell you they got these real weird occupations. They'll say something like, oh, I'm a foot model. Y'all watch that. They'll try to make it seem like some innocent. Speaking of feet. So what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a foot model. They make it seem like they model their feet for JCPenney. You know what foot model means? No, they give people hand jobs with their feet. They got an OnlyFans page where they be stroking folks off with their damn toes. It's some, watch what people say they do. Oh, I'm a masseuse. <laughs> what are you massaging? They're massaging balls. Yeah, you but watch what these people are saying out here. The game is different now. But back to Kiki's situation, I think it's very disrespectful and you don't have to wait until you get married in order to show respect in a relationship because guys, look, women, women sitting up here, oh, they ain't married. Oh, she can do what she want to do. They ain't married. She can do what the hell she want to do. She's single. She can't be controlled. You're not five damn years old. All right. Everybody got to get out the 13th grade. This whole thing where I just want to show somebody I can do what I want to damn do. That's a childlike mentality. Don't be in no relationship and then don't complain that you ain't in no thorough relationship. We've got a lot of people out here with delusions of grandeur. You dig? And people are not being honest. You got the white feminist and white society out here lying to people and then feeding lies to our community and then people fall for the BS and then when reality hits, people are confused. People are very confused. I saw a video um, today where there was this woman out here in LA. She said she'd been in LA for about um, like a month. Let me see if I can find the video. No, no, I'm not, not trying to shame this sister. Where's the video? Let me see if I can find this video where this woman, hold on. Let me see if I can find this thing where this woman, uh, where is this thing? Okay, I'm, I'm, shout out to everybody. I'm trending on this thing. Hold on. She just got to LA and um, she was talking about dating black men in LA, how black men don't want no black woman. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it, man. I, I should have saved it. I just thought about it. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to find this thing. I hate when I'm trying to find some at the last damn minute. If somebody can find the link for me, if they know what I'm talking about. But so this 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 sister, she just moved out here, and she was like, um, 
yeah, you know, I've been out here in L.A. for about a month and, oh, man, the brothers out here, they don't like no black women. It's hard dating. I went out on a date with a dude and you know, he didn't have no money. He said he liked black women, but he was kind of dusty and she was complaining about the dating pool in L.A. She was complaining. And here's the problem. She was about a, she was a four. She was kind of overweight and she was kind of below average. She wasn't, she wasn't a dime at all. She's probably like a strong four. And she, she was kind of overweight and I'm not knocking overweight people. I'm not knocking them. But the thing is when you, when you come to a city like LA, You're out here stomping with the big dogs. You out here in a city where the finest women in the world gravitate to. Yeah? You come out here to a city where the finest women in the world gravitate. You know, somebody say the LA dating scene is trash. It's funny style, but you gotta understand. A lot of fine women come out here. They gravitate out here, so there's a lot of stiff competition. And you can't be no four sitting here complaining about the dating pool in LA. The competition is too stiff. There's too many options, to be honest. You got to step it up out here. Yeah. Trinity, you say you're overweight right now? Well, hey, let me tell you something. You, you, you can't be a four out here with all this competition. And the women out here, they know that there's competition out here, so they step it up. You come out here, you got to, it's like boot camp. So at seven in the morning, are you going you gonna to either be at IHOP or you're going to be at Runyon Canyon, running up and down the mountain, staying in shape. The dimes and the ones who are in the game, they're up at Runyon Canyon. They're out here at, at Venice Beach, Santa Monica Beach, the Santa Monica Stairs. They're out there early in the morning making sure things are happening with that body, making sure everything is going to be fly. The ones complaining are at IHOP, putting some gravy on their damn hash browns, complaining about niggas ain't shit. No, the competition is just too heavy for you. It's heavy competition. That's why, yeah, fitness is big out here. Them, man, you go to a gym out here in LA, it's nothing but dimes in the gyms out here. I'm, fellas, that's the thing. Fellas, if you want to catch in L.A., go to a gym. If you want to catch fellas out here in L.A., the gym is where it's at. The gym is the club out here. Is this the video, Mike? Shout out to Michael Warden. Let me get the video. Hold on. Let me. Uh, hold on. This is the video. Let me play the video. I'm not trying to shame this, sister. Not trying to shame this sister. Not trying to shame her at all. I'm going to play the video of her. She's not a bad looking sister, but in LA, mm, she's not a bad looking sister at all. I'm not trying to dump on this sister, but I'm, I'm going to play her video because she put it out. So we're going, all right, this is her. Hold on. This is the sister. Hold on. All right, this is her. Not a bad looking sister. All right, but in LA, it's different. 
Let me tell you why dating in LA is so trash. I mean, as you know, the black guys out here don't date black girls, which is makes it hard for me as a black woman that likes black men. Um, and yeah, I've been out here for almost a year. I could count on a year. Man, a year. The dates have gone on since I've lived out here, and I have zero that were even of quality. Like the guys out here that do date black girls, no. And the guys in LA that do date black girls, it's giving like. You should be grateful I like you energy. And I, I swear to God, it's like happened so many times because they know that black guys don't date black women. Like I was on a- Not true. No, fine black women get dated out here. If you're fine, you have to be fine out here. I wouldn't even say a date. I was out with a guy that likes me. And you know, he was like, yeah, I know. They don't be dating black girls. But I love black women. I love black women. Mind you, he was broke, didn't have a job, had two kids. But was expecting me to give him a chance because he likes black girls. And that's just the energy out here. It's like, hey, be happy somebody like you. Let me tell you why dating in LA. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, that's not true. Fine black girls get dated out here. Dudes will date you. If you are a good looking sister, especially if you are in shape, dudes are going to get on you. Like I said, she's not a bad looking lady, but in LA, with the weight on her, got a lot of weight on her, she get that weight off of her, she'll be good to go. That's all she has to do. She just got to get her ass, leave Roscoe's and hit Runyon, and she'll be good to go. She's not a bad looking sister. But in LA, you're in LA four. Somebody says she's a 3.25. In LA, you are not in the game out here. Somebody said do less talking and more walking. Yeah, you'll get what's on your level. Ma'am, them shoulders were real husky. You got to get out here and get in the game, sweetie. You got to get in the game out here. Brothers do date sisters. Yes, brothers do. Yes, we do out here. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting some non-FBA vibes from her, by the way, too. That's another thing. Almost, the, somebody says she was like a great value Gabrielle Union. Yeah, there's this sense of entitlement there. Uh, I don't know where, she says she's been out here for a year. I don't know where she came from. Where she from, where she came from, she was probably, you know, probably somewhere where, you know, dudes ain't, don't mind a husky chick. Where she kind of had the pick of the litter out there. It don't work like that out here. Yeah, the game is crucial out here, man. The game is very crucial. But all she has to do is lose that way. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of smelling Bammy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting some oxtail vibes. We got a lot of folks in here. Shout out to everybody in here. I'm kind of getting some oxtail vibes from old girl. But God bless her. Like I said, she's not a bad looking chick. Just got to get some of that weight off of her and she'll be fine. But a lot of people with that feminist mindset, man, that thing, they try to bring that into relationships and there's an innate disrespect and lack of respect for black males with that nonsense. There's always this thing where you have to go overboard to make an, advert, uh, an overt disrespectful gesture to a black male in order to appease your peers which is disrespectful and horrible. Yeah. 
which is very disrespectful. And the thing is, people are talking about where he ain't the breadwinner. He, she could do what she want to do because he ain't the breadwinner. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Because the same can be said in relationships. Just because guys are making more money than their significant others, should they be disrespectful? No. Absolutely not. Because the thing is, just because you get married, that doesn't mean that there's going to be automatic respect. The respect comes before the marriage. Because what happens is, you'll get a Will and Jada situation. You see how that thing is working out. We see how toxic the relationship really is. And the disrespect. And Will makes more money than Jada. Yeah. And we see how toxic that thing is. Respect is big. Respect is very important, ladies and gentlemen. So this thing with her and this guy, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. I would feel a certain way if my lady is sitting at home or I'm, I'm sitting at home with the baby and she's running around with a see-through outfit twerking on Usher and you have a bunch of um, people from loosey-goosey relationships sitting up here co-signing that nonsense. You think? And y'all got to understand, a lot of people love misery. A lot of people will sit up here because they have janky, bullshit relationships. They'll talk you into getting into these janky BS relationships. That's another thing. They'll egg you on. Girl, go and wear what you want to wear. You ain't got to let no nigga tell you what to do. You running things. You Ain't no man going to hold you down. You sit up here and let these fools talk you into messing up and sabotaging your relationship because they ain't going to have no relationship. These people are dysfunctional. Yeah? Old boy needs to leave that relationship, brother. Charge that to the game. Brother, you need to leave that relationship tonight. With that blatant form of disrespect, charge that to the game. Get out that relationship tonight, brother. That relationship ain't it. It's only going to get worse, brother. Let it go. And Kiki... Kiki Palmer has me blocked. She blocked me years ago. She was saying some weirdo stuff. I forgot what it was, but yeah, she blocked me years ago. Remember, she she's hopped on social media and she then kind of got on the coon train a couple of times. All right? So she's all over the place with her stuff. She done jumped on the coon train a few times and people had to holler at her, so. Um, but oh boy, you're going to have to bounce from that, brother. Yeah, you're going to have to get up out of that situation. It's time to move on. But listen, a lot of other stuff is going on out here in these streets. See, the thing is, a lot of these people, man, with this feminist mindset, one thing that you can't do with some of these people, with the feminist mindset, especially as a black male, you can't get into too many kind gestures with people like that. Because this Darius guy, he's probably a very kind guy to her. 
he's probably a very gentle guy. He's probably, you know, very kind to her. Let me tell you something. A lot of women who have a feminist mindset, if you are kind to them or if you do something for them without expecting anything in return, that messes with them psychologically. I want y'all to feel me on this. I want y'all to feel me on this. We got to get deep for a second. A lot of these women who got a feminist mindset, if a man, particularly a black man, does something tangible for them, you help them out or you do a favor for them or you just help them out in any kind of way, look out for them, and you don't expect nothing in return, that messes with them because in their mind, that takes away from their power. I want my brothers to think about something. There's been situations where I've helped people, helped, helped certain women, and certain women, they've kind of dabbled into this feminist mindset. You help them out, I've helped them out, and then they'll just kind of turn and just kind of jump bad on some bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? Because that makes them powerless. Let me give you another example. Our brother, Boyce Watkins. Now, I know a lot of people feel a certain way about Boyce Watkins, but have you noticed a lot of women that Boyce Watkins put on? A lot of women that Dr. Boyce Watkins gave a platform to, Strappy, um, um, Munchy, Munchie, those women turned on that dude. Those women just turned on that dude for nothing, for no reason at all, just turned on him and started denigrating the man after he gave them a platform. You think? That happens a lot because when a man, when you do something for some, some of these women with that mindset and you don't expect nothing from them, you don't want nothing from them, that, that fucks with them. Because a lot of women they're used to dudes doing stuff for them. Yeah, Cynthia G. Yeah, 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 her too. Yeah, the Sarah Nicole. Remember the my co-host who was down bad on ISM Radio, uh, one of our first co-hosts? She was out here damn near homeless. And she was like, oh, man, I ain't got no furniture. I'm like, well, here, here, go get you some furniture. Go get here, go get you something. I got her furniture for her crib. I wouldn't, I don't, gave her furniture and a job. Didn't want nothing from that woman, nothing from her. And then she started getting disrespectful. Watch that mindset. Yeah, just getting disrespectful after I didn't help your ass. You a fucking bum damn near. I didn't help you. You understand? That type of shit. When you help people and you don't expect nothing from them, that messes with them because remember the Sarah chick was always like, we got to hang out. We need to go here. I'm like, no, we no, not really. We ain't got to go nowhere. No. Yeah. She was on some BS and she always wanted to go kick it and hang out. Like, no, no. I fired her on air. I had to fire her on air. Like, no, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to do none of that shit. That takes away a, a motherfucker's power in their mind. Because, see, a lot of these people with that feminist mindset, they don't have a problem 
manipulating something out of a guy who they know wants to get on them. If a guy wants to get with them, they don't have a problem with that because they feel like if they get something tangible out of a dude who's trying to get with them, they think, okay, well, I use my sexual powers. So I was in charge of getting this nigga to give me something. You understand? It's a power thing. If they know a dude wants to lay up with him and a dude is doing nice things, they ain't got no problem with that because they feel like they're in control. They have the power. Yeah? It's deep. Think about this. Yeah, think about it. If, yeah, if a nigga, yeah, if a nigga's all up on me and trying to go out and trying to kick it and he's buying me stuff and he wants to come over and visit me, yeah, I have the power over this nigga. So they have no problem with that. But if a dude just say, hey, here, here's something, go get something nice for yourself. You, you, what, you having some problem with your rent? Here, here, go pay your rent. Have a nice day. And you don't want nothing? That messes with them. That takes the power away. And then they try to turn on niggas. A lot of women like that, when you help them out and you don't want nothing from them, they'll turn on you. Because a lot of these women with the feminist mindset, if you don't require nothing from them, that means they have to give you, a black man, something they were not required to give another black man, which is gratitude. They have to at least show gratitude. And to them, gratitude is submission. You're never supposed to show gratitude to a black man. If you got that bullshit ass feminist mentality, you're never supposed to show because you the ball, the white daddy done elevated you at the plantation. So you running things, you're supposed to be the superior over black men and the black man is your subordinate. You understand? The black man is supposed to be your subordinate and white daddy is only and white mommy is your superior. Want y'all to feel that. Want y'all to feel me. So when you do something for some certain women like this and you help them out and you give them something and you get them out of a bind or whatever and you ain't trying to lay up with them and you're like, oh, don't, don't worry about paying me back. I'm, I'm going to just do better. That messes with them in a way that, that, that destroys their soul. That kills their soul. And then they have to find a way to turn on you, dude, because now they're going to have to show gratitude and damn if they show any gratitude to some black man. So they're going to have to look for a way to kind of flip on you and find some real weird reason to kind of flip on you. Why do y'all think Yvette Carnell is so janky towards me? I gave Yvette Carnell life. Yvette Carnell was somebody I elevated and everybody knows it. Let's keep it above. I elevated Yvette Carnell. She knows it and everybody knows it. Yvette Strappy Carnell was elevated by me. Yvette stole a hashtag from Nora Sheldon. Nobody knows or knew who Yvette was. They don't even know her now. I promoted their hashtag 
the ADOS hashtag. I said, that's a cool hashtag. Shout out to y'all for coming up with that hashtag. We had already been talking about lineage before the hashtag. Let's be clear. We had been talking about reparations. I've been talking about uh, reparations a decade before some damn ADOS. We've been talking about our lineage way before ADOS because our good brother, Claude Anderson was talking about our native black American lineage. And I'd used the term native black American for years. We all know that. Nobody heard of ADOS, the hashtag before me. Everybody knows that. These are documented facts. Everybody knows Tariq Nasheed made the hashtag ADOS pop off. If it were not for me, there would be no ADOS hashtag popping off. I single-handedly made that hashtag pop off. Single-handedly. The only reason Strappy and them had people coming to their first ADOS seminar thing was because people thought I was coming. They were up there asking for me. Anytime they wrote articles about ADOS, they would always mention me in the articles that burned Strappy's soul. Yvette Carnell's soul was burned from the fact that she's been elevated, or not even elevated, but getting talking points from the white feminists with the these anti-black male tropes, and it was a black man that gave her what little shine she had. Do y'all know that killed that woman's spirit? That's why that woman just jumped out of the window denigrating me for no reason at all, and she still does it. That woman tries to denigrate me every single day because it burns her soul that the only shine she got was from a black man, was from me. That's the only shine in your life you got was from me. She knows that. That's why when I stopped co-signing them, they fell right off. Strapping them fell off. Strappy is reduced to trolling for attention on Twitter. ADOS is a dead brand. Nobody even uses that shit no more. Even her organization, ain't nobody in that shit. Everybody abandoned her. You think? So now she's back to being a lonely, funny-looking stud with a south side fade. <laughs> because damn if she shows gratitude. How dare you show gratitude to a nigga that gave you shine? Oh, I can't do that. I got to denigrate this guy and make it seem like I'm the one who made everything pop up. Like, she's the one. You, you dig? Yeah, she had her little 15 minutes, and I took that right back. Yeah? I gave her 15 minutes and then took the minutes right back from her, and it kills her soul. She's, she's at home every night swinging that damn... She got a voodoo doll of me, and she hits it with her strap on every night. She be beating the shit out the voodoo doll. Because <laughs> <laughs> damn if she shows gratitude. <laughs> the motherfuckers will turn on you. Oh, no, why didn't I go to the ADOS paint and sip? Right. <laughs> but, uh, dude. A lot of these women, dude, you cannot help them. You cannot show too much kindness to them if they got a certain mentality as a black man because then they'll have to show gratitude and 
Gratitude is a no-no. They will flip. They will flip. You dig? Now, the thing is, another thing, um, a lot of people try to play the colorist thing. I saw an interview where people try to use colorism to try to, I'm going back to the woman who said that she couldn't date in LA. Oh, it's hard for a black woman to date in LA. Um, I was I was almost waiting on her to use the colorism thing. I was all I was almost waiting on her to do that because I, I don't like when people try to use colorism as an excuse for certain things. I saw an interview where there was this elderly woman talking about Rosa Parks and Claudette Colvin. Um, for those who don't know, in the civil rights movement, um, the Montgomery boy, bus boycott. There was going to be another sister that they were going to use, Claudette Colvin. They were going to use her because the, the whole bus boycott and the whole thing with Rosa Parks, that was planned by some of the black organizations at the time. And they ended up going with Rosa Parks because Rosa Parks, her background was squeaky clean. This woman in the interview was trying to say, well, they got Rosa Parks because Rosa Parks was very light skinned and Claudette Colvin was very dark skinned. And that that wasn't what the that that wasn't the case. The reason why they didn't want to go with Colbert, with um Claudette, the reason why they didn't want to go with her was because the Claudette woman, she had a baby at like what 14 and 15. She had a baby at a very young age, and she had a baby. She was a dark-skinned sister, very nice-looking sister, but she had a baby out of wedlock while she was a kid with a white man, with an old white dude, right? Y'all, a lot of folks don't know that. It was, so it was some Bedouin shit going on there. She was, yeah, she had a baby by this old white man, this older white businessman out there in Alabama. So yeah, the streets were talking. Everybody knows your business. You know, people knew. Yeah, she had a baby. She was pregnant by a white man's baby. They weren't about to let her be the face of the civil rights movement. See, back then, they knew the importance of image. You couldn't let no loosey-goosey just go out there with the bullshit. They knew, historically, that would have hurt us. Yeah, it's rape. We can look at it like that, but this is during the Jim Crow era. We can look at it like that. But the thing is, they knew, historically, the white supremacist media if they got a hold of that background, that, that would just kill the whole movement. So they did the right thing by getting Rosa Parks. That's why Rosa Parks is an icon to this day and the movement was so effective to this day because you couldn't smear our sister Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks was clean as a whistle. That was very important. That was very important and strategically, that was a smart thing. If they let Claudette get on that damn bus and go through the motions, the white media would have ate her up and that would have killed the civil rights movement. We would have been ass backwards. No telling what would have happened. Yeah? Man, oh yeah, and Rosa Parks has black indigenous background. Yeah? So yeah, we knew the importance of imagery and having the sisters and, and the right sisters go out here acting as our representatives. We knew the importance of that. We knew the importance of having sisters out here. If you're gonna represent the black community, you gotta kinda have it together. 
because the sisters are held to a different standard because you are the mother of the household because the way the the, the mother acts that's going to in, um, influence the children that influences a lot of stuff if the mom is out here twerking the whole family and the whole household is going to be up in arms see the dad you know there's a certain standard to the dad and how the men are supposed to act but the mother there's a, a, a different standard for the mother because you have those kids. So you are the person who's the common denominator of the household. Yeah. Because you're the person who's rearing these children. You're setting an example for the children, a direct example. So there's always been um, a certain level of, of respect that you're supposed to have. But the white feminists come in and they tell you, no, you can be just like the men. If the men want to go out here and throw dick, you can throw some pussy around here. You don't have to be sitting at home barefoot pregnant, being respectable. Put that dress on and show them cheeks and get out there and twerk. Yeah? So yeah, they want to teach you that because they want to see the family broken up. And see, people want to twerk and act a damn fool right until they get shot or somebody in the family gets shot or one of these kids get harmed. One of your kids who you weren't at home watching, your kid is out here walking home from school in this hostile ass environment because you somewhere at a day party and then your kid gets hemmed up and now you want to get conscious long enough to get the damn check from Ben Crump or somebody. So we got to get the whole game together. We got to get things together out here. We got to get things together out here. Because we're letting people promote these agendas to us. And these agendas are crazy. They're always throwing a trick bag at us. When it comes to us, there's always some type of um, hurdle or trick bag. They're always trying to send us a poison pill. They bring something to us that they know is going to harm us later on down the line. Everything is booby trapped for us. We got to understand that. Even when they come presenting it as a present, when they're telling us, hey, hey, look, we white feminists want you black people to have fun. Let's all have fun together. Just take your clothes off and let, let everybody have sex. That's a poison pill. Because sometimes somebody has to get serious. We can't party all the damn time. We got to get serious at one point. Yeah. So there's always some kind of trick bag with us. They are they're always trying to create obstacles that flip us up. And when we look at certain institutions that are meant to gatekeep our progress, a lot of them are seeped in anti-black racism. Did y'all know the the bar, especially the um the bar becoming a lawyer having to take the bar in um South Carolina? Do y'all know? The reason why they created the bar was to keep black lawyers out of the practice. Out there in South Carolina and other places, you didn't have to pass the bar in order to become a lawyer. You know that? If you wanted to become a lawyer, they had something called diploma privilege. All you had to do was just graduate from law school. You graduate from law school, you can practice law. You can become a lawyer. Diploma privilege, that's all you needed. When they saw all these black people coming out of these HBCUs, black people studying law, graduating left and right, all these black people becoming lawyers, 
during the Jim Crow era, these white supremacists said, hold up, wait a minute, we gotta stop this. These Negroes are graduating on top of their game. They're studying law. These niggas know law. Uh-oh, we don't want them studying law and knowing law and then representing other black people when we do all of this con unconstitutional nonsense. So look, all right, we got something new called the bar. So even if you graduate from college, you're gonna have to go through a whole different process. You're gonna have to pass the bar and the bar is gonna have these ethics and eh, whatever we say, you gotta pass that and we have to decide what you're gonna do. So it, it, it has to be, a lot of I'm white and I say so had to get into it. All oh, they hate an equal playing field. They had to come up with another body and committee where the white people can be in charge and you have to go through them. Just like with marriage licenses, they they created marriage licenses to stop um, black people from marrying white people. That's the only reason they created marriage licenses. A lot of folks don't know that. You could get married without a damn license back in the day. When they saw some white men trying to marry black women, they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to stop that. Yeah, some of these black women out here putting hoodoo on these white men. A lot of these black women out here doing root work and conjure on their asses. Back in the day, these sisters had some game. They put conjure on niggas. They, you know, they get a white man and put a little whammy bammy on his ass, put a hex on his ass and get his money. So they saw what a lot of these sisters were doing. Some of these sisters were finessing these white men into marriage so they can get some of that paper. Yeah, when they see, when they see any black folks coming up, when they see too many black folks coming up, they're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. You had black women like Hannah Elias up in New York finessing white men out of millions of dollars. It was a, people think it's Madam C.J. Walker who became the first self-made millionaire. No, it was Hannah Elias, it was a black woman up there in New York finessing white men out of millions of dollars. They were taking her ass to court. They thought, they were like, hey, this woman is practicing hoodoo on white men. And she won her cases. They were trying to give, get, they were trying to get her to give the money back. Like she ain't giving back shit. She lived, I think she lived on in a mansion on Park Avenue, rich ass sister. She was like one of the first people to get plastic surgery. The first person to get plastic surgery was a rich black woman. The hell is this? Yeah, the first person to get plastic surgery was Hannah Elias. I think she got some kind of plastic surgery. I forgot what it was. And also this woman was instrumental in bringing black people to Harlem. Harlem was white. She got with a black real estate person and then they started to covertly buy the properties in Harlem from the white people and slowly started putting black people in there. She started getting the white people out, raising the rent and got them white people up out of there. Yeah. You did? I'm telling y'all the game here. So that woman was very instrumental in, um, yeah, yeah, she was very instrumental in creating the black version of Harlem. That was Hannah Elias. She ended up leaving the country. I think she went to Paris and nobody ever heard from her again. Cause she's like, hey, I ain't trying to go back to court, finessing these white men getting all this money. So she got her money and bounced. 
Okay. So it was a rich history, man. They always trying to do little trick bag things to kind of flip us up. Yeah. But listen, there's a lot of people in here. By the way, um, y'all need to go to officialfba.com to get the foundation of black American flags, get the official FBA flags, get these flags right here, officialfba.com. Also get the um, American Maroon Blu-ray. The American Maroon Blu-ray. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, y'all need to get that. But listen, there was a situation that happened in um, Philadelphia. There was this shooter in Philadelphia. A lot of kids got shot. Like five kids got shot. Like a lot of kids got shot. A lot of people got shot at a block party up in Philadelphia. And people were wondering who the, who in the hell was this suspect? So found out they said the suspect was a 40-year-old black male and the black man had on some tactical gear, some bulletproof vest and all of this stuff and just went out and did this random shooting. The shooting is very weird. And then when you look up more details about the shooter, it gets even more weird because the shooter is on some is an LGBT person. The shooter is like a trans person. Now they're not they they're not bringing up this person's trans background and all this stuff. You look up some information on this person. Hold on, I'm going to show y'all something. That's the the shooter right there. The shooter's name is Kim Brady Carricker. 40-year-old Black male, they keep saying. This is an old mugshot of Kim Brady character who shot up a bunch of kids. This is another, this is a more recent mugshot. Suspect arranged on murder and mass shooting that killed five. So this dude, I'm looking at, he shot a two-year-old boy, a 13-year-old kid, another two-year-old and a woman were hit by shattered glass. So there was a lot of kids out there that this person targeted. This is strange, guys. This is weird. Who sent this guy? Who sent this guy out here? Now look, this is real strange. Who sent this guy? Hold on, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? All right, now, now this guy this shooter, oh yeah, this guy, that's him in, in dressed in women's clothes. This is a trans person. Eh? So what's going on with that? This is this dude dressed as a woman. Same guy. The white media, they're, they're not really trying to hit on this. Yes, these are mug. Are they mugshots? Yes. Come on now, something strange is going on here with this person. This trans person out here targeting children? Now here's another interesting thing. When you look at this person's jail record or their arrest record, something very interesting. Look at this, guys. When you look at this person's 
jail record. Look at this. Something very interesting here. This is this person's arrest record. All right. Um, arrest date. They're showing when this person was arrested. Look at, okay, look. Kim Brady Carricker. Look at this. Race. Asian Pacific Islander. So this is a tether. This person is a tether. Their race is listed as Pacific Islander. And you have to remember, there's a lot of Pacific Islanders who look like this. They keep calling him black in the media. Oh, this dude's, his paperwork says he's Asian. Now, remember the whole stop Asian hate crowd? If they're black, there were some black folks who had Asian ancestry. They were like, oh, that's a part of uh, harming them is a part of Asian hate. They were claiming them. Claim this guy too. This guy's a tether. What's up with this guy? And hey, there's a lot of cases with these tethers harming kids, by the way. There was another case up here in um, New Hampshire. Let me show you this. There's another case recently of a tether harming his own kid. He killed his kid right here. This case here. Murtada Muhammad charged with murder for scalding his seven-year-old son. This damn tether right here burned his son to death. Yeah, up here in New Hampshire. So yeah, a lot of these tethers do these crimes targeting kids. So what's going on with that? You, you dig? So interesting stuff here. So yeah, that, that killer is a tether. And they keep trying to say he's black, he's black, he's black. See, no, 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 no. Y'all not going to throw all the, the garbage on us under black. We're not going to do that. Yeah? We're not going to do that, ladies and gentlemen. These are not FBAs doing this stuff. See, this is why we delineate. I don't want nobody's garbage. And I'm telling y'all, y'all go to some, I've been telling y'all for years, because I go to all these Pacific Islands. You go to these Pacific Islands, the folks look like black people in Detroit. I've been in Tahiti. I done seen people who look like black folks walking around Harlem in Tahiti, certain parts of Hawaii too. Um, over there in Fiji, Samoa in Samoa, because they're Asian and Pacific Islanders too. They got big ass Afros up there in Samoa. So yeah, even in, in parts of the Philippines. Yeah. Don't let them people just throw them, throw the black label on. No, 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 no. To make him seem like he's one of us. Nah. And, and another thing, by the way, in a lot of those Polynesian cultures, it's very normal for the men to be raised as women. They call them fafafinas. They call them mahus. That's very normal for that them to do that out there. In Hawaiian culture, they have a lot of those lady boys raised as women. I saw that all over Tahiti. In Samoa, they have that. That's real big out there. That is very, very big. If y'all been to the, some of those um, Pacific Island nations out there, it's very normal for them to raise, have men in the family that they raise as women. That's very normal. Yeah. Interesting dynamic. 
yeah, they're supposed to be good luck out there. They look at them as um, a form of good luck. I don't, When I went to Tahiti, they were everywhere. I'm like, what the hell is that with that? They were all over Tahiti. Yeah, they think raising a boy as a woman is a form of good luck for the family. Yeah, man, it's, it's real. It's weird. Yeah? Yeah, it's very heavy with that. So we got to understand where these folks, uh, all of these folks who are popping out here, where are they coming from? Where are these old, where are these people coming from? These people pop up and we don't know where they're from. Don't nobody know their background. You don't know them because they're tethers. And speaking of, of not knowing somebody's background, you, uh, now we're going to start seeing a whole new wave of performative cooning. There's a new Sambo out here who's trying to get his name up and trying to get his rep up. Um, one thing that nothing's more sad than a big buck broken Negro. And when the white supremacists can get a real big old swole juicy coon, they love it. Um, there's this one MAGA coon who's trying to get his weight up. This right here, this Negro here, this dude here, this is such a try hard ass nigga. Um, his name is Brock Easley. And he's one of these dudes. He's out here running around with back the blue flags, MAGA hats. Great to live in a country where I can pray, carry a gun, support our police officers at the same time, and F celebrating Juneteenth. So how are you running around here with a flag, an American flag, talking about how great the country is and you talking about F Juneteenth. That's all about freedom. You know? A flag that was initially sewn by a foundational black American girl, Grace Wisher. And by the look and the ash on this dude's knuckles, where is this dude from? There's a particular level of ash. Like that, that looks like Bammy seasoning there's a certain as butter biscuit ash, butter biscuit flour. Where's this dude from? This dude is clearly a tether from somewhere. And let me let you, where's the video of this dude talking? Let me show y'all this big burly Negro's voice. Hold on. Hold on. This big old swole Negro, and this is his voice. Hold on. Let me play his voice. This is him. Hold on. And why do coons all sound alike? Hold on. Dear jackass, I don't care what you think. You don't determine my status. I'm an American. I don't care what you say or think. You're not the boss of me. Sincerely, me. Okay. Is this a big old moist Sambo? Okay, is this big old swole Sambo moist? I, uh, this is buck broken right here. Somebody says Haitian. Yeah, I'm I'm giving I, I, I'm I'm feeling Bammy. I'm getting some Bammy vibes. Bammy and oxtails. But he's clearly buck broken. This is what we mean by buck broken. A big old moist buck broken coon. They love getting a big old sambo and buck breaking him, and he's performing like this. They love that. And shout out to, I'm trending on Twitter. They got me trending on Twitter. Shout out to tr Twitter. I'm trending, I'm trending on Twitter. 
I'm just letting people know there's a new Sambo that they're going to be pushing. They're going to be pushing this guy pretty soon. So you're going to be seeing this guy. But anyway, let me get up out of here. Let me get up out of here. <laughs> it's been real. I think we had a deep conversation tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I think the conversation has been real. Um, go to American Dash Maroon to get your American Maroon Blu-ray. Go to officialfba.com to get your FBA flags and also get an autographed copy of my book, Foundational Black American Race Bader, if you don't have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the new deodorant that I've, I've been telling you guys about, that's going to be out in a few weeks. We got them in stock. We're about to have a phenomenal rollout. This new deodorant that we have, it is phenomenal. We have a new deodorant that we're coming out with, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be huge. You guys are going to love the new deodorant that we have coming out, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to launch in a couple of weeks. You, you stay tuned for that. Everybody, be sure to hit up Hidden History Museum. Give your contribution to the museum so we can keep empowering the community. And thank you so much for tuning in, family. Be sure to share this broadcast. Hope you're and Lola Vuve to the family. Y'all have a great night.